0: Thanks for tuning in to our bonus episode preview. This is just a short sample of this week's exclusive Patreon episode. You can hear the episode in its entirety by becoming a member at patreon.com slash indoctrination where you'll gain access to all of our exclusive episodes and merchandise. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to a very special bonus episode. I wanted to say a few words before introducing our guest, Ukrainian journalist Olga Yurkova. First of all, our hearts go out to all of the refugees and displaced families currently struggling through the terror of the Russian military invasion of Ukraine. We hope the fact that the world is watching and keeping Ukraine in its heart and in its mind— Bring some sense of comfort despite the horrible feeling of fear and helplessness that accompanies armed occupations. I also wanted to take a moment to share a personal story related to today's guest, Olga. So, As I mentioned during a different episode, I found out that my grandfather, who I'd always been told was from Romania, turns out that he was from a city that is part of Ukraine now. The borders have changed many times. So according to where the borders are now, I have Ukrainian heritage. And by total coincidence, The day before I was going to be speaking with Olga, I had someone come by to tune the piano at my house, and he was uh, a man who walked in who had left Russia. Um, He was a Jewish man who had been a refusenik, a Jewish man who was not able to practice his Jewish religion while in Russia during the time that he lived there and was finally, with some American aid, able to get a passport to leave and come to America. He had learned to play piano in Russia and came here and continued and to make some extra money whenever he could, because it's hard as a musician. He became a piano tuner. Now, years and years ago, I had been over at a friend's home and they collected instruments from around the world. Some of them, unfortunately, had gotten wet in a flood that they had had. And I saw what I thought was a kind of mandolin just in the garbage in front of my friend's house. The wood had all cracked because it had been sitting in water for a period of time and it was in kind of irreparable condition. But I thought it was a beautiful kind of art piece. And with its inlaid wood and metalwork... along the wood and I asked if I could take it even though it was not able to be played just as a piece of art to have in my living room. So I've taken it from place to place where I've lived and I have had it right next to my piano for a long time. So this piano tuner comes over and he sits down at the piano and he looks over at this instrument and he says, are you from Ukraine? And I said, no. But I found out actually that I have a grandfather who now, according to where the borders are, would be considered Ukrainian. So I guess maybe I am to a certain degree. But why do you ask? And he said, because you have a Ukrainian instrument called a bandora right here. And he points to what I thought had been a mandolin. And he said that it is an instrument that was created by Ukrainian musicians kind of as uh, an outgrowth of or inspired by the Turkish oud. And it's a smaller instrument, has its own distinct sound. And he said, "Ah, if it were in good condition, I could play it for you. And it was so powerful because sometimes you never know how you're connected to other people in the world. And it could be, For social reasons, it could be heritage, it could be music, it could be anything. But that I was carrying a piece of Ukrainian heritage with me from place to place without even realizing it. And the message that we are all connected in some way or another, sometimes without even knowing it, was really driven home that day. I told that story to Olga when I spoke with her the next day. She said it made her very emotional. today. Our guest, Olga Yurkova. She spoke with us last July about her work fighting Russian propaganda campaigns in Ukraine with her projects Forbidden Facts and StopFake.org. Since then, as you know, Putin's violent invasion has ravaged the Ukrainian landscape displacing millions of people and causing thousands of civilian casualties in just a few months' time. Since internet connectivity is often unstable and services such as Zoom and Skype are currently inaccessible in Ukraine, we were only able to connect with Olga successfully via cell phone. As Olga explained to us, many Ukrainians experiencing the horrific sights and sounds of war have had trouble concentrating, as you can imagine, You can hear the hesitation in Olga's voice as she recounts her own struggles with the grim realities of war. We're so grateful for her strength and insistence on continuing to inform people in real time of the Russian dangers of disinformation campaigns, even in the grips of wartime chaos. You can find links to support Olga's work fighting Russian disinformation in the show notes of this episode as well as organizations she suggests donating to, directly to support Ukrainian people on the ground. Here is our conversation that was recorded last week from the Relative Safety of Central Ukraine. Hi, Olga. I'm so happy to speak with you. Once I talk to people on the podcast, I feel kind of, I care about their lives, you know. So I uh, wanted to make sure you were doing okay. And I'm so happy to be able to talk to you again and to first just find out how you're doing just personally. Yeah,
1: I'm okay. And now I am at my parents' home in Vinnytsia in central Ukraine. Um, it is not all really i safe. Yeah, now uh, we don't have always completely safe places in Ukraine, but uh, uh, here is uh, relatively
0: safe. It's really nice to hear your voice and to know that you're relatively safe, right? Yeah. I know relatively is always going to be the word when there's instability. Um, you never know what's going to happen. And with the rest of your family and friends, is everyone doing okay? Yeah,
1: fortunately, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I would love to hear from you just how you've been. I have some questions I'd love to ask you, but of course, take this conversation wherever you would like to go because you're living it and I'm far away just asking my questions, but there could be things that I wouldn't even know to ask about that are happening to you. So jump in with whatever you would like to talk about. Where I would want to start, if it's okay with you, is just finding out if the fear of physical safety, as you've noticed it, and instability, has that increased people's openness or vulnerability to misinformation?
1: Yes, it does. Uh, We are all experiencing
0: emotional swings right now Mm -hmm. here in Ukraine
1: from deep grief to a career all the time. And we also have some difficulties with focusing uh, on something. So, for example, a job that used to take an hour to complete can now take two or three hours because of me. Mm. And we check the new seat all the time so that we don't need the really important changes on youth. And this is a very like characteristic state for all of us today, even for those who are not directly under shelling or under occupation as uh, there are no completely safe places as they mentioned um, and uh, also many of those who left Ukraine are in the same condition because their relatives for example are uh, uh, defending Ukraine or it is in dan- danger in the full zone uh, so often against this background of physical and moral fatigue stress information overload our ability to distinguish fake from the truth may we can and we switch to the like so-called hot, uh, reactive thinking. This mm. is how I think this is how our brain works when it comes to survival. The, and when people are in like in danger, in immediate danger, they be, they become even more vulnerable to information. So yes,
0: have you experienced that happening around you? Have you heard the sounds of war around you?
1: I saw the burning of. The airport, mm. Vinita airport, yeah, from my windows, uh, it was not very close to me. It was uh, like the very start of the war, uh, the first days, and uh, it, it was about um, 30 kilometers from our home, but our window, I could see it in my mm. window, and it was very, uh, like, impressive.
0: Until early this morning, some here in Kiev doubted that he would do it. Not anymore. The West warned Vladimir Putin was about to attack. He said he had no such plans. That fiction now utterly exposed. In Ivano-Frankivsk, in the far southwest, a missile struck an airport. The number of civilian casualties is rising. Mariupol in the south, another airport on fire. This country's civilian infrastructure is being heavily struck. There are no more flights in or out.